0: And Today, we're going to talk about three hidden obstacles to success that stop most mortgage pros from living their dream. Three obstacles that unwittingly suck the life out of people's opportunity to tap their full potential and have them settling for a second best life of mediocrity. Three hidden obstacles that are landmines that cause most mortgage professionals, even ambitious mortgage professionals, even some of the most talented mortgage professionals to unwittingly get out of their fullest potential, get out of their fullest calling, get out of all that they're capable of achieving and settle for scraps, settle for way less than they're capable of and to struggle in the mud with concrete blocks on their feet doing it the hard way and to bang their head against the wall, never fully achieving what they know in their heart they're capable of, which is a deep source of frustration, a deep source of pain. Because when you know you're capable of more, when you know you're designed to be an eagle and soar, it freaking sucks to be in the chicken yard scratching around in in the chicken coop with the chickens. It sucks to know that you're designed to soar and yet you're grounded because something Is holding you back and holding you down. And so I want to just bring these to light, bring them into the light of your awareness so that you can have a heightened acuity, sensory acuity to be able to notice these things in your own life and to step clear of them so that you can mount up like wings of eagles and soar to new heights in your life and your career, into abundance, into freedom, into prosperity, into peace, power, and poise in your life and your business. So the first obstacle I wanna bring to light today that holds most mortgage professionals back from living their dreams is focusing on fear. Focusing on fear. Now, on the surface, this seems really intelligent, right? It seems really intelligent because there's a part of our brain that's always out to protect us. It is telling you it's prudent to avoid risk. It's prudent to avoid losing money and taking risks that are too costly. It's prudent to waste your time on stuff that doesn't work. It's prudent to keep a watchful eye for these things that could lower your status, that could cause suffering, frustration, pain, stress, and so on. And so it all has a positive intent. It's not like we go around and intentionally focus on fear. We have a positive intent. It's part of our conscious mind that is always on the lookout to avoid getting in the quagmire that causes suffering. So that's the insidious part about it, is that it has this benevolent, Positive intent to serve us away from pain and into pleasure. The problem becomes when we unwittingly let that fear have us focus on fear. You may have heard the line, I can't remember who said it. I think it might have been um, President Kennedy, but I can't recollect while I'm flying by the seat of my pants here on this live training. But the saying was the only thing to fear is fear itself. And there's a lot of truth to that because. If we just focus on fear, what do we expand in our consciousness? And what do we tend to attract? More fear, more of that which we focus on. So if we just focus on fear, we expand it. And we get our emotional state wrapped up in that fear. And then we tend to attract more of what we're fearing. So for example, if you're skiing and you're focusing on the tree you don't want to hit, And you're really fearful and focusing on the fear of hitting that tree. What do you tend to move towards? The tree that you fear hitting, right? And this parallels so many situations in life, right? Like recently, I was fearing not sleeping. I'd been a natural born sleeper my whole life. Never had any problems falling asleep on airplanes, falling asleep in the car, falling asleep anywhere and anywhere. And then somewhere along the way, I had four kids and two businesses and, you know, 15 employees and lots at stake in terms of wanting to make sure I keep all these balls in the air and managing teams and, you know, costly payrolls and all these things to manage. And all of a sudden my mind started to get freaked out about the stakes when I've got six dependents or rather five dependents, I guess if you include my dog, it's six dependents. And I'm now starting to focus on the fear of what if I don't sleep? What if I don't get enough sleep? What if being all haggard and sleep deprived because I'm not getting enough sleep has me regress in my business. It has me show up like a chump in my business and not deliver the excellence that I'm called to. And now people think I'm a fraud. And all of a sudden now everything I've built over the last 15 years falls apart. You notice how the brain starts to go down those rabbit holes of destruction and devastation and worst case scenario, right? I'm sure I'm not the only one who's let their mind run amok. This is a very human thing. And if I just let myself focus on that, I can get whipped into a frenzy of fear. And now I'm waking up in the middle of the night and I'm like, oh no, I'm awake. What if I don't go back to sleep? Next thing you know, an hour or two or three goes by, and I'm in a hot sweat staring at the ceiling fan and freaked out that I'm going to wake up haggard and have a crappy day the next day. Perhaps you can relate. And so by focusing on the fear of not sleeping and being attached to the outcome of sleep, I actually repel that which I want, which is sleep, and I attract what I don't want, which is insomnia and lack of sleep. So focusing on fear actually becomes counterproductive. Now, does that mean that we turn a blind eye to problems? No. Does that mean that we just stuff our head in the sand like an ostrich and ignore the problems? No. Does that mean that we just deli- live in delusional optimism and pretend our problems don't exist? No. It means we exercise resourcefulness and intelligent and accurate thinking to identify the problems and to be preemptive and proactive to solve them and to solve them intelligently, and then focus on the problem and surrender it, right? To know that you're bringing your best strategic, intelligent game plan to the table to solve whatever problem might be on the table and then surrendering it, you know? So it's about having that discernment to be able to focus on the solutions rather than the problems. And then also let yourself surrender into knowing that the solution will come to pass. The solution will be whole and complete and will replace that problem with an ideal outcome. And so that's living by faith, not living by fear. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And so it's giving thanks in advance for the solution, giving thanks in advance for the desired outcome, giving thanks in advance for a good night's sleep. And so I started to exercise this as part of my mantras because I noticed that on Sunday nights I was freaking out because here I am launching into a new week and often my Sunday nights were bad sleeps because I get myself all amped up about the fact that I'm starting a new work week And while I'm excited to do my work and I'm loving what I'm doing to liberate people from the suffering of suck, living a second best life and getting out of that hell and getting into the heaven of living their dream life, a passionate life, a fulfilling life, a fruitful life, while I'm heart connected and passionate about what I do, I had this habitual way of thinking that was becoming counterproductive and it was causing me a lot of suffering. So I started to give thanks for good night's sleep in advance. Thank you for good night's sleep. I'm feeling better than ever before. I started to affirm what I want in my life, as if I already have it. And to affirm truths that anchor me in peace, I'm a natural-born sleeper. Thank you, Lord, for peace. I sleep in peace, I wake in joy. And so I would incantate and affirm these truths Anytime I felt fear around not sleeping. I would affirm these truths and all of a sudden I'd come back to anchored to peace, anchored to serenity, anchored to programming my subconscious mind for sleep and relaxation and peace and certainty around that. And lo and behold, I did that for a whole week and I did it over and over and over and over again. I literally doubled down on it. It was operation full immersion on it multiple times throughout the day. Maybe a dozen, two dozen times throughout the day full freaking immersion on it. And lo and behold, Sunday comes around. I have the same inclination to fear, but now I'm shifting it into to faith. And I had a great night's sleep. Why? Because I conditioned my subconscious mind to focus on faith, not fear, to give thanks in advance for the desired outcome that I wanted, which is to feel great and to be recharged and have a great night's sleep and have vitality and energy and to be sleeping in peace and waking in joy. So that's the first obstacle that has us uh, self-sabotaging our own success unwittingly, is focusing on fear, thinking that the thing that we focus on uh, is risk aversion. Instead, it ends up actually more risk because when you focus on the risk, you expand it and you get more of it. Now, that doesn't mean, of course, you don't look at the problems, you do but then you as quickly as possible shift into, into solutions and then you start giving thanks for the solution in advance. That makes sense, guys. So that's the first obstacle you want to steer clear of is focusing on the fear and letting yourself get whipped into fear unnecessarily. That's counterproductive. The second obstacle is what I call delusional optimism, delusional optimism. Now, God love entrepreneurial people. You know, we wouldn't be successful as entrepreneurs, as self-employed professionals if we didn't have a lot of optimism right because it's hard enough to be alive as a human being without getting you know sucked into the vortex of fear but to be on the front lines of capitalism in the real world where you're you know on 100% commission you eat what you kill you need some serious grit you need some serious brass balls or brass ovaries <laughs> And you need to have some optimism because I've never seen a prosperous, self-employed pessimist. Never seen it, chances are I never will. Why? Because you have to be bent towards seeing the cup half full versus half empty. That's what keeps you driving forward. That's what keeps you walking in faith. The problem is, is when we start to soften the problem, when we see a problem, we start to ignore the problem, we start to be delusional about the problem. And now we're heading east looking for the sunset, whistling in the storm, and there's only one thing worse than heading the wrong direction. And that's heading the wrong direction enthusiastically, thinking you're actually moving forward. You're not. So accurate thinking needs to be part of the picture. If you're heading to the gunfight with a butter knife, it ain't gonna go so well. Let's not lie to ourselves and say we have a high chance of success. We don't. A lot of times we see delusional optimism as uh, par for the course with newbies, right? Because they're brand spanking new, they're untested. It's like the recruits for the army. They've never been on the front lines before. They've never had bullets whizzing by their head or bullets opening up, you know, massive wounds in their comrades or, you know, taking their comrades out. And so they have this delusional optimism of valor and courage and victory and patriotism. And yet they have never experienced what it's like to get bludgeoned on the front lines before. So there's this natural inclination towards delusional optimism. And the same thing goes in the mortgage business. You know, you see people, they're all bright eyed and bushy tailed and uh, all amped and fired up and excited and, uh, you know, charged to go out there and kick some ass and take some names and chew some bubble gum. And it doesn't take long to realize that if you're unequipped and ill-equipped and you're thrown into the wilderness unarmed and naked, it ain't going to go so well. And so that's why newbies and veterans alike come to us. Because when you start to exercise accurate thinking, you realize uh, that if you keep doing the same old thing, you're going to keep getting the same old result. And as Einstein said, the same mind that created the problem cannot create the solution. You have to come at it from a different mind, from a different perspective. Oftentimes, the problem is created by virtue of delusional optimism, lack of a strategy, lack of a plan, lack of skill when it comes to marketing, lack of discernment as to what's actually at the root cause of the problem. And so they chase their tail. So that same lack of understanding and lack of awareness cannot create the solution. It's actually part of what creates the problem. So if you... Tell yourself everything's going to be okay when, for the last six to 12 months, what you've been doing has not been paying off and has been a, a complete waste of time and is giving you diminishing returns. That kind of inaccurate thinking, or what I call delusional optimism, is not going to solve the problem. It actually perpetuates the problem. It's kind of like the fat guy who says, I'm not fat, I'm big boned. No, you're freaking fat, right? And until and unless you tell yourself the truth, you're never going to get out of that cul de sac of frustration of looking flabby in front of the mirror and not having your best fitness and your best vitality and having your body the way you want it. Same thing with your business. And if you tell yourself delusional affirmations and soften the problem and say, hey, it's going to get better if I just grind a little harder. If I just work a little harder and a little longer, I'll get there. It's kind of like the business that's bleeding by 10k a month, saying, "I'll make up for this bleed and this hemorrhage by just working longer and harder and and selling more." No, that's not going to necessarily fix the problem if your economics of your business are awry. Just making up for a you know 10 dollar per product bleed on every product is not going to be fixed by doing more volume. We got to fix the economics and the money math of your business. Profit zone in the black zone first before you start fixing that problem through volume, through increasing units. So, same thing here. We got to get to the root cause of the problem first, which means accurate thinking, not delusional optimism, not heading east looking for the sunset, not telling yourself it's going to get better just because you're working harder and longer. No, it gets better because you get better. There's only two ways to have a 20 year career in this business. One way is to do the same one year, your first year in the business, 20 times over over with not getting sharper, better, wiser, and without advancing and expanding your skill and your marketing prowess and your leadership and just repeating the same old patterns that aren't serving you. That's one way to do it. The other way is to keep getting better every single year, advancing your skill, advancing your sophistication, advancing your knowledge, advancing your ability to lead and to get results through your team so that you can just do what you do best and get the best to do all the rest and getting more sophistication when it comes to not just attracting leads, but converting those leads, not just closing deals, but turning deals into more deals in the form of repeat and referral business, not just getting partners, but getting better quality partners, better caliber partners. Notice all of that is skill, wisdom, discernment, knowledge, Systems and plans that you don't necessarily want to create on your own. Because if you're trying to reinvent the wheel and expand your business by reinventing the wheel, it's going to be a long, drudgerous, and painful road. You want to get out of delusional optimism to realize that you don't have all the answers. You don't have all the skill. You don't have all the knowledge. And you you need to reach out of yourself to fill those gaps because where you are weak, other people are unique and vice versa. So champions in this industry, top producers in in this industry, don't let delusional optimism run the show. They realize right up front, they don't have all the answers. They realize right up front, the champions in any walk of life, whether it be in sports, whether it be in any kind of athletic background, whether it be in music, whether it be in business, they have a team of rock star coaches, advisors, mentors, that help them accelerate the speed of growth. They shine the light in the areas where they don't know that they don't know. They don't even know that they don't know it. But by having that accurate thinking and staying humble and removing the delusional optimism with clear-headed, accurate thinking that they don't have all the answers and to have other people who are smarter than them in these respective areas to fill those gaps They're able to advance much more quickly with a whole lot more fun and fulfillment along the way. And they're able to condense decades into days. So instead of taking 5, 10, 15 years to grind slowly up the mountain with all kinds of unnecessary wasted time, energy, and money and stress, they realize, hey, I don't have all the recipes. I don't have all the formulas and I don't want to bang my head against the wall doing it the hard way trying to reinvent reinvent the wheel on my own. So I'm going to borrow other people's expertise. I'm gonna borrow other people's knowledge. I'm gonna borrow other people's recipes for success. And by virtue of borrowing, and in many cases, that means purchasing or acquiring by virtue of investing in yourself, you're able to turn decades into days and avoid so many pitfalls and so much stress, unnecessary stress and wasted time. Time you can never get back. Precious time that you can never get back. You can always make more money but you can't get that time back. That's the things that champions look at, is not just the money involved, but the time. And they don't want to waste their time watching paint dry, grinding slowly up the mountain, taking five to 10 years to do something they can do in one or two. So that's the opposite of delusional optimism. It's called accurate thinking, and understanding that the way to be at your highest performance best is to delegate your weaknesses so that you can do what you do best and get the best to do all the rest. That's how champions roll. All right, guys. So that's the second obstacle you want to steer clear of is delusional optimism. If what you're doing ain't working, doing more of it ain't going to fix it. If what you're doing ain't working, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. We got to change it up. We got to add some new iteration to what you're doing with a proven plan that actually works, and that's gonna expedite your success massively. Now, the third obstacle I wanna highlight that holds so many mortgage professionals back from success and their dreams is their comfort zone. Now, you wanna think about your comfort zone like a circle, okay? So that circle is what you know you're capable and worthy of, and what you know is your strong suit, and what you know you can accomplish And what you know is in your wheelhouse. That circle is your identity and your self-image of your knowledge base, your skill set, and what you're certain and confident you can accomplish. So there's so much in terms of your habitual way of thinking and, as I like to call it, your paradigm that determines what your comfort zone is. But suffice it to say that your comfort zone is the results you have now. Okay, so your current bank account, your current uh, or track record of what you've accomplished in your life in terms of career. If your best income that you've ever had in your career is 50,000, that's your comfort zone. It may not be comfortable, but that is your comfort zone. If you have had a hard time having consistent relationships that are meaningful and harmonious and long lasting with longevity, and you're burning and churning through relationships after relationships or divorce after divorce, your comfort zone is that. It may not be comfortable, but that's what you're used to. So that's your norm, and that is your comfort zone because that's what you're perpetuating and creating in your life. Again, it may not be comfortable, but that's your normal. That's what you believe is normal for you. Okay. So people get it twisted and think the comfort zone, Doran. It's not my comfort zone because I don't like living on 50K a year. It's not my comfort zone because I don't like burning and churning through these relationships. It's heartbreaking. It sucks. I hate being lonely. It's not my comfort zone because I hate doing all this crap in my business that ain't working. There's nothing comfortable about it. It's just all stress. But yes, if you're perpetuating that same problem and that's what you're used to, that is your comfort zone. And here's where it's insidious, is when we think that the pathway out of that problem, the pathway out of that suffering, the pathway out of that lack of limitation and scarcity is doing something comfortable. <laughs> if it was comfortable, you'd already achieve it. If making half a million a year when you've only ever made you know, 50 or 60 or 70K a year was comfortable, you would have already achieved it. Everyone wants, wants to be you know rich fit and happy. Most people are fat, broken, unhappy. Why? Because it takes a step, a bold step, a strategic step, an intelligent step of faith out of their comfort zone. They have to feel their fear and do it anyways. Because anytime you step out of your your current situation and you boldly step towards your dream, you're bumping up against the outer barriers of your comfort zone. You're going to hit what I call the terror barrier. And I learned that from the from Bob Proctor. By the way, if you're looking for an amazing mindset trainer, Bob Proctor is a bomb freaking diggity. He is an absolute sage of wise advice. Highly recommend Bob Proctor. And this is where I learned this from is this comfort zone that encircles our life with the current results we have now. Anytime we want to transcend our current results to leap higher, to stretch higher for higher ground, we're going to bump up against that terror barrier. And that's where we feel overwhelmed. That's where we feel fear. That's where we feel indecision. That's where we feel like shrinking back, putting our tail between our legs and going back to what we know. Even though it may not be comfortable, we know the, you know, at least the the sense of certainty around living in the prison of I can't afford it. If you've only lived in the prison of I can't afford it, that known evil is better than the unknown evil. Or rather, the known evil is better than the unknown promise of something better in many cases if your gravitational pull is towards your comfort zone. So that's why it's so important if you want to create a breakthrough in your business that you get clear on how much it costs you to stay stuck where you're at. Not just in your head, but in your heart. How much does it suck to be living in a prison of I can't afford it? How much does it suck to continue to do the same old thing and get the same old result? How much does it suck to live in that stagnation day after day like it's Groundhog's Day? How much does it suck to not be able to do the things you want to do for your family and for your loved ones? How much does it suck to live in the boredom of stagnation and that rut of regression, repeating the same old thing and getting the same old results? You got to get heart connected to that. That's where we remove that delusional optimism, When we get your heart connected through accurate thinking, shining the light of truth in your situation so that you can get emotionally involved with how much that sucks. Now, that's not negativity. That's not pessimism. That's accurate thinking. Because until and unless you get heart connected to how much it sucks doing it the hard way, you're never going to do what it takes and have that fire of white hot desire to step out of your comfort zone. Because you've got to pierce through that terror barrier where most people will buckle like cheap lawn furniture, stick their tail between their legs, and go back to their comfort zone because it's too scary for them. And they're too afraid of the risk. What if it fails? What if it doesn't work out? What if this investment I make doesn't pan out? What if it's a waste of time? What if it's a waste of money? What if it doesn't work? And so you focus on all the negative because again, it's out of your comfort zone. Champions understand that that fear means you're on the right track because if you keep doing what you've always been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've been getting. And there are no, there are no guarantees in life. The only guarantee in life is death and taxes. Everything else is a sales pitch. So, Here's what I guarantee, if you keep doing what you've always been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've been getting. Here's what I guarantee, if you work more intelligently, if you have a better system and a better plan, you're going to get a way better result. Here's what I guarantee, on the front lines of capitalism, those who perennially and consistently invest in their own strategic, personal, and professional development to become a better version of themselves always are more fruitful than those who just repeat the same old patterns of unfruitfulness that have them stuck in the suffering of, I can't afford it prison, that I can guarantee. So it's about accurate thinking and knowing that your breakthrough is always on the other side of the comfort zone, that terror barrier, which means you gotta get comfortable being uncomfortable, feeling the fear and doing it anyways, living by faith, not by fear. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, which means you give thanks for your victory in advance. You give thanks for your dream in advance. You feel the glory of it in advance, and then you charge powerfully, confidently, with certainty and with courage towards that destination. Come hell or freaking high water, you will pursue that dream, period, giving thanks for it in advance and not letting fear stop you. That's how champions roll. And so that's how you avoid being ensnared by your comfort zone and you step into your dream. Does that make sense, guys? Now, that being said, if you're listening to this, you're digging this, you're picking up what I'm putting down, you'd like to learn more about how we can help you create that breakthrough, I invite you to take advantage of a complimentary breakthrough call at MortgageMarketingCoach.com forward slash apply. That's MortgageMarketingCoach.com forward slash apply. We will have an honest conversation, a real talk conversation about where you're at now, where you want to be. And if we can help you create a breakthrough in your business, by all means, we'll show you how to do that. And if we can't, frankly, we'll be the very first people to advise you to pass on our services. Either way, you leave the call with massive value, massive clarity, and chances are we even have some fun as well. So this is only for mortgage professionals who want to create a breakthrough in their business, the residential mortgage professionals on 100% commission. And it's only for you if you want to increase your business by at least $100,000 in the next 12 months in income. And if that's you, and you'd like to learn what it really takes to create a breakthrough in your business, go to mortgagemarketingcoach.com forward slash apply. Go ahead and do that now. I'm looking forward to connecting with you to see what we can do to serve you to your dreams and your breakthrough. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. This is Doran Aldana coming at you from the Art of Mortgage Marketing podcast. It's been a blessing, a pleasure, and a delight to serve you on this podcast. If you're digging it, please give us some five-star reviews on Apple in the Apple Store under the podcast section. And we'll come at you with another kick-ass episode very soon. Be blessed. Talk to you soon.